Hi, thanks for joining our Lunch Break Podcast. We hope you enjoy the time you spend with Ben and myself, Paul, as we talk through issues in pastoral ministry as well as all things related to the NBA. Is that a weird combination? Yes, it's always peanut butter and jelly when you think about it. So grab your lunch and join us during our Lunch Break Podcast. Alrighty, welcome to our Lunch Break Podcast episode 11. This wow. is our second to last second to episode. Last. It's crazy. It's crazy. This this uh, season's been pretty fun. Yeah, this is our first time doing something like this. It's been really, really cool. Uh, this is our last uh, ministry podcast. So mm-hmm. next week we'll talk about the NBA. But this week we are going to be talking about marriage. But before we get into there, uh, Ben, what are you eating? Right now I'm eating uh, some chicken breast with some uh, steamed vegetables. Um Slightly seasoned, some cayenne and salt and pepper. Uh, I topped it off with uh, this Los Calientes hot sauce by the uh, Hot Ones uh, YouTube channel. Uh, they they have this show where they they do interviews and have eat the hot wings, That's right. despite That's right. with the different spice levels. And That's this right. is their it's actually a really good hot sauce, so I really recommend it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and also a uh, black cherry Waterloo sparkling water. That's the sound of. Cool, refreshing taste. Mm. Waterloo sparkling water. <laughs> mm. Refreshing. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm having some bulgogi. <laughs> After all that, that that my wife uh, made me. So I love it. Nice, nice. Yes, I love just bulgogi. It's too good. Well, anyway, so for our last. Uh, sort of ministry podcast. We decided to talk about marriage. Um, we'll get into a little bit of our stories. Um, ben, how did you and uh, your wife meet? We actually met and knew each other for a while before we got married. Um, I, When I first came to seminary, um, she was already serving at a church here, um, at New Song Church, but I actually never even thought about going to that church. Um, but I had a friend who did, a friend who came in with the same time as me to uh, seminary, and um, she, they got along really well, and as that friend um, just started to get to know her and me, she kind of thought, oh, they would be perfect for each other, it would work out well. So uh, we had a few instances where we kind of ran into each other. My wife actually doesn't remember the first time we officially met, um, <laughs> where, where I got introduced to her. Uh, but I do. It was. It was. Um, yeah, I, I remember my first impression was, "Wow, she's she's pretty." Um, <laughs> and I think when I when I started to hear that she's like a children's minister and everything, I started to gain a lot of respect for her and just what she she does. And I already had a lot of respect for children's ministers in general, just because, man, their work is is tough. It's and, tough. And a lot of times you don't see the fruit that you do in other ministries. Um, and a lot of times you're just kind of building a foundation for them, and then that stems into something later in most cases. So That's right. it was really, uh, I, I had a lot of respect for her from the beginning. and um, But yeah, that's that's how we met. And then over time, we started spending a lot of time together in, in, in groups. Um, we had a lot and of... in secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a little bit later. That was a little bit later. But we had, uh, we had moments where we um, would hang out in groups, like seminary friends, and we'd invite her out to come hang out with us because she's a second-gen um, minister as well. Um, 
through a lot of these moments and it kind of kind of led up to me just really seeing a lot of her character and really mm-hmm. um, uh, like I guess I guess respecting who she was and really um, just kind of loving who, who the kind of person she was mm-hmm. um, there I knew that um, when my friend our mutual friend started kind of pushing uh, that on me about how like she thinks that we would match up really well mm-hmm. uh, me and my wife have an age gap and I knew that um, her being older if she didn't view me in a certain way then it probably wouldn't work out to anything right um, I, I knew that we both would have to be open so I, I never really pursued anything but then there was a moment where that friend actually lied to me um, <laughs> liar she told me uh, she told me one day that that my wife would be open like she'd be open she talked to her she'd be open to you know like dating someone younger and, and I was like oh wow no way so then I, I started kind of pursuing it a little bit more wanting to get to know her more uh, wanting to, to to see how how we can connect and so we just started chatting a lot mm-hmm. getting dinner um uh, kind of putting, I kind of started putting myself in a situation to um, just be around her and get to know her more, and yeah. that kind of just stemmed. And, and then we, uh, when we real, both realized kind of where we were, um, I was, I was, I think we both started to realize, oh, we do have feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started dating and everything. So yeah. that was just kind of how it worked out, and, and we got married. I think uh, in less than a year from when we started dating, and I think we were both kind of sure of, of what we were looking for, what we wanted. So I think that was very helpful in mm-hmm. that. And kind of moved it along pretty fast. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I remember you guys. I think was I there when the first time you guys met? It was at that dinner yeah. that she hosted, well, right? So before that, there was a time you were actually there too. Oh, okay. But before that, when I f- officially first met her, like just briefly, like mm-hmm. introduced her, you were actually there. We went to go pick up uh, Amy at New Song one day. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, you were there. Wow. So then. Uh, but then that was the first time. But then that was that was the, I think the official first time hanging out at her place. Mm-hmm. With the I remember dinner. that because I remember you guys hitting it off so well there and thinking like, wow, you guys' personalities match so well. Mm. So I actually remember thinking that that night. Wow. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, me and my wife, we met in seminary at school. Uh, she had uh, flown over from Korea. Me and your wife actually came in at the same time. That's right. Seminary. You guys came in the same same year, the same semester. I, at that point, I had been in seminary for about two, you know, maybe like three and a half years, I think, at that point. Hmm. Um, yeah, way too long, honestly. <laughs> well, you, you moved back. Yeah, back. There, was some, there was a lot of back and forth and things like that. That was just weird. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, met her in seminary. At the time when she came in, she she actually had a boyfriend back at in Korea, but yeah. um, it didn't end up working out for them. I guess the long distance or whatever the case is. But um, but yeah, we started dating. Um, I had just asked her out because I thought she was pretty, honestly. <laughs> so um, I I didn't. Previous to me asking her out, we had maybe like one or two conversations, like yeah. conversations, and they were like shallow. Like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, I'm, I'm Paul. Oh, I'm, you know, whatever. and yeah. so on and so forth. And so, so, yeah, it really was just in a time in my life where I was, like, dating. I was just wanting to get to know people through, you know, going out with them, buying them dinner, things like that. And, and, and um, yeah, it was really interesting. I think kind of going back to that point where you, like, just had a few conversations. Mm-hmm. I remember you, you talked to some of us who That's right, spent a little better. more time with her. Yeah. Um, we were in, me and her were in the same prayer group, so you asked. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I've never seen you guys interact. Yeah, exactly. And you're very like you were very Americanized at the time. Shoes, you know, just straight at the Korea. <laughs> <laughs> the 
just filling them with like, you're oh, less, yeah, you're yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've tapped into your Korean a little bit. The Korean's got a lot. But, um, yeah, I remember just my first thought was, what? I didn't know because I never saw the interaction. Nobody did. We didn't either, yeah. no, honestly. It wasn't until maybe like the third or fourth date where we were like, oh, this is actually fun and we're yeah. getting to know each other better and stuff like that. So, um, But yeah, just it was always, she's like a super like positive mm. kind of, you know, bright uh, personality. And so, and I'm not, I'm a, I'm a stormy cloud on a sunny day. And so she, um, but like, I don't know, for whatever reason, we were so different. And she, you know, she would always bring it up like, yeah. you know, why aren't you dating a, a second gen girl? You know, because she was from Korea. Yeah. Her, her English is actually pretty good because she lived in America while her dad was at seminary. Her dad is a pastor in Korea, um, but her dad went to seminary at Princeton Seminary. And so she had lived maybe the first like, I don't know, like seven or eight years of her life in America, in Illinois, in Skokie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but so her English is actually really, really good. Um, and so people actually mistake her mis- mistake her to be a like a second gen because like she her pronunciation is like particularly yeah. good, and so yeah and so I think because there was communication and things like that um, it just it it worked out really well actually you know so um, and yeah so we've been married now almost three years it'll be three years in like a month from now or so yeah a little less than a month from now so yeah we actually got married in the same year. That's right, because we moved, me and Anna, uh, we moved to California after I graduated, uh, and we got married. Yeah. And uh, we came back for your wedding, that's right, I remember. That was like the, that was the year we all got married. Yeah, all our, all our oh, seminary friends all oh, like dated and married all the same year. It was really weird, actually. It was, it was weird. I, I remember, um, I was the last one to get married that year. That's we right, were, you're the last one. We got everybody that got married that year, we had like a picture together. <laughs> we got all the guys, put the rings together. Yeah. I remember we did one where he like held up, held it up, like showing it, and like holding it, up, and they were like, "Wait, no, that's not cool." No, like, put it a fist out. <laughs> yeah, like, like single, like hey. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, hmm. so we're all almost three years married now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty crazy to think about. It feels yeah. like longer. It does feel like longer. Yeah, it feels it like longer, but it's only been like almost three years. Maybe it's because we dated for. But how long did you date uh, Christina before we you didn't even date for a year? Um, oh, and then I think a certain amount. Uh, I think uh, we. I met her parents pretty early on, mm-hmm. and her dad was just like, "Hey, if you guys, you know, you guys know, you guys match." And we were we were thinking maybe like you know like a year later we'll mm-hmm. get married. And she, he was just like, "Hey, if you if you guys know and you guys are for sure, then why don't you guys just get married this year? Mm-hmm. What's the point of waiting?" And I remember we were both super surprised, <laughs> but at the same time when we thought about it, we weren't. I think. We weren't too far off from that point I think, yeah. of knowing and, and being willing to kind of make that commitment together. Right. You know, that brings up a really good point. It's like uh, one of the questions that I think we get asked as pastors, especially who are married. The biggest question is like, how did you guys know he or she was the one, yeah. right? What is the one? Yeah. How do you know? Um, and so for you, like, what do you say when people ask you that? I think for me, knowing, I think that the term the one I think it's such a weird term, and I think it's it's very even um, more just coming from that like religious perspective of God has sent someone for you, and that's right. There's like this destiny, one person that you're gonna wait for, and you that's be, right. and, then, and you just kind of and and I think with that kind of perspective, you also raise up that person or quote unquote or that image of that person that's gonna be mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost as if if if, if you find fault in someone, then you automatically think, oh that person can't be the Mm-hmm. And I think 
for me, I never thought of it as, hey, like this is the one. Yeah. If anything, I thought, can I get along with this person? Yeah. Do I do I do our do our beliefs align? Do we have a similar vision in life? Um, do we even communicate well? You know, do do we see areas of each other's lives where we're growing in Christ together? Yeah. Or, or even on our own, and then seeing it seeing it as we come together. That's right. Um, and in essence, for me, I think it wasn't really until like we got married where I was like, okay, she's the one now. Uh-huh. She's the one now. Mm. Rather than saying, oh, like, was she the one? Was she the one? I think it's now that we're married, now that we've made this commitment, you know, and covenant official, mm-hmm. we're married and she's the one. She is the one I'm with now forever. That's right. So I think that one, if anything, I, if I were to tell someone, I would be like, don't even worry about that. Yeah. Find, you know, is there someone that you can get along with? Is there someone that you respect just from watching them and how they interact with people? Is there someone that you respect that you, that you are honored, that you're just drawn to? Mm-hmm. Um, someone whose beliefs are, are, um, similar to yours and do you guys do you guys like each other <laughs> I think that's one thing you, know? yeah. you can always say oh this person is perfect but you know if, if they don't like you and, and it's just not going to work out mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason to kind of push it and keep moving right. you know, there's, there's always going to be people and, and each person you meet there's always going to be flaws because we're all sinners yeah. so rather than looking and trying to find that perfect person for you I think it's, it's it's working through and seeing if you guys work together, if you guys align in in, in ways, and mm-hmm. if, if the timing is just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you're like dead on right there. Actually, the way you were talking about it, um, kind of reminded me of episode one mm. about calling, how mm-hmm. we think about calling too, because yeah. we think that like even if our calling to ministry mm-hmm. or being a pastor or whatever, we think it's this like thing that special magical mm-hmm. moment you're supposed to have. And I think it's the same, it works the same with, um, you know, your spouse is that, mm. is there a magical moment? Like, that's kind of the question. Is there a magic where you just suddenly knew that she was, is there yeah. love at first sight? Or something, you know, where your eyes turn into hearts and <laughs> your, you know, your heart being on your chest, things like that. And I'm, and you know, for, for me, it's like, no, I don't think there's a moment like that. Yeah. Like, if anything, it's a little more like practical, like, even if it yeah. sounds a little, um, you know, not as romantic maybe. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like, you know, when my wife and I hit um, about... Might have been like five or six months into our dating mm-hmm. relationship. Um, like, I had heard from another pastor um, kind of t- good advice is that if you're dating somebody for about the four month mark and you don't see like you marrying this person, mm-hmm. then just yeah. end it. Yeah. You know, like, why take it any further mm-hmm. at this point? If you don't see it then, you're not going to see advice. it later, you know? And, and for me, I like. I like saw it, but mm-hmm. like I didn't like make any moves and, you know, like it ended up saying like, um, where when I finally told my wife that I loved her, like yeah. when we first dropped the L-bomb in our relationship, that was almost a very real commitment to her mm. that like, hey, I see us together in yeah. the future to get married, you know, that kind of thing. Because for me, when I was thinking about what it meant to love somebody, there was this, if I wanted it to mean it in the way that I, that I believe love means, like yeah. just sacrifice and responsibility and commitment, uh-huh. um, then I was like, if I'm going to say this to anybody, it's going to be to somebody that I think I'm going to sacrifice yeah. for, commit to, Definitely. and, you know, um, things like that. And so, yeah, in a weird way, around, you know, five, six months for me, like, it was very clear that I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be with her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I was able to say that I loved her then. Um, and uh, that's how you know, quote unquote, that they're the one, you know, whatever it is that when you marry her, like, that's kind of how you know, yeah. um, that kind of thing, so... You know, and, and, and this is an interesting question because I recently, and I posted this in our mm-hmm. couch like thing with our other married couple friends, 
um, there was this, I think it was a Huffington Post article of this author. Oh, yeah, I think that, yeah. Yeah, and apparently this this woman had, um, she she wrote this article of her story of how she met her current husband. Yeah. Um, is that they were working together somewhere, uh, but she, both of them were already married or like committed to other people at the very and least. And one had kids. Yeah, right? right. Her husband already had kids and while well, she didn't. And they were apparently both miserable in their marriages, but then when they saw each other, there was a magical moment, apparently, you know, and they suddenly knew, yeah. oh, wait, you're the one, you know, like yeah. they had this idea. And this is, this is my exactly, those kinds of things are, the, and she justified herself, like it was the most perfect justification of her uh, leaving her husband and him leaving his wife uh, like yeah. that I've ever seen written. And they're like, people judged us, but you know, we yeah. fought through the wave of judgment that was coming towards us. It's like, <laughs> what? Of course they judged you, you know, yeah. you like broke up with their family, you yeah. know, now their kids have to like deal with that. And like, you know, you left your own husband and left it. I mean, even if you were miserable, right? Like, yeah. man, like still, like you made that commitment to at least exactly. fight for each other, right? Yeah. Like it was one of those like really, fr- and that's the danger of believing in something like some sort of destiny mm. that you have with, a specific other person yeah and there, there's a very dangerous thing that like wait am i miserable because i'm not with the one it's like no you're miserable because neither of you are sacrificing for each other you guys mm. are fighting each yeah. other because you're selfish honestly mm. and self-centered probably mm. probably right um you know that's there I, I mean if i'm to generalize i yeah. think that would probably be the main case you know so yeah no i would i would completely agree i think you know, if marriage is supposed to exemplify, you know, from scripture, it's supposed to exemplify Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. I would never say that Christ had this moment of awe. Christ <laughs> looking at us and, and just this. That's right. That, that would make no sense. Yeah. You know, Christ, Christ saw us. He knew us. He knew our sin, but he chose to love us. And, yeah. And that's a commitment. And I think I would, when, when, when I say like, oh, like it wasn't until I was married when I said, oh, this is the one. I would never say like. Oh, that means I could have changed at any moment before that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there was there was definitely a moment where I was committed and, and working through, right? Um, and and knew that I was going to get married to her. Yeah, you know? just like you said. Yeah. Um, and it was just a choice of, of committing and and moving through the, the struggle. I think that's one, maybe that's one reason why um, wedding planning is as terrible as oh it my is gosh. because you have to work through things. Yeah, if you yeah. can make it through wedding planning, you can make it through <laughs> anything. I think <laughs> it's just crazy, and and I think. Um, it's just, I mean, sometimes it's it's uh, sad to see the kind of weight that the church and, and people, um, even even our own Korean culture puts on marriage. Oh, yeah. You know, where I, I think um, there's a friend of ours, uh, me and Christina's, and um, she's, she's a little bit older and, and she's not married yet. She's gone through some crazy situations with some, some crazy guys, like a guy she was dating was secretly married to his ex-girlfriend's sister for like... Um, Citizenship thing, kind oh, of hard thing. God. So he, you know, it was, it was like these crazy, like these crazy situations. That's and then, um, so then from there, uh, she's like so single, and her mom was just kind of like, "Hey, do you know anybody?" Oh. And I'm like, "Oh no, like you know, like you know, I'm sure that God will bring her the right person." Mm-hmm. And her mom said something like, "Oh, like you know, she, um, just she, just just anybody, just just send her anybody," and it was just. I mean, I understood where she was coming from because she wants, you know, because Korean culture puts marriage in such a high place. Yeah. But at the same time, to say, oh, just send her anybody now, I think that's, like, <laughs> offensive, you know? It's oh, like, no. I, for your own daughter, like, I would never, like, it, it, for me, like, I would set that kind of standard of, look, if there's, if there's, if there's no one there, trust God, just keep walking, you know? It's tough, it's hard, and, I, and, and, and it might be hard to deal with, but God is good, and God is faithful, and just trust Him. Don't just 
settle or don't just say, okay, well, I'll just do for whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where I think that's where future marital problems come into play. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it kind of shows how people think about singleness. Like, it's yeah, a bad thing. Definitely, definitely. It's not a bad thing. It's not. Obviously, but yeah, we, we can get a little more into that later. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing I did want to do really quick, though, is to um, uh, answer this voice message we got. Uh-huh. Totally forgot about this, actually, and it kind of happens to fit, I guess, within our theme today. Is, um, and this is, uh, I think, Mr. David Shin. Uh, shout out to him. He... Uh, has his own podcast on Anchor. This is how actually we discovered the Anchor podcast was actually through his podcast, which is called I Hope They Hear This. Yeah. And he takes a, a topic or, or not necessarily a topic, but maybe like a group of people or a demographic and he says opinions about things or his thoughts about things, maybe sometimes with a guest person. And um, the idea is I hope they hear this. He has yeah. opinions and he wants those people to hear this. So, um, you know, he had actually had a a few podcasts about the Avengers, uh, uh, the Endgame movie, and now uh, his theories and what, what yeah. if there are plot holes, all those kinds of things. And so the podcast, I hope that people who watch Avengers Endgame hear this. Like, that's the idea. Yeah. And so they just talk about it and stuff like that. And it's been really, it's a really great podcast. So shout out to I hope they hear this. Yeah. But here's his uh, well, question. Thing. Oh, wait, he, actually, he actually has a really good voice. Oh, he does. Yeah. I was like, like, how are you recording these? It's very things? smooth. Very smooth. Smooth. Just very like easy. this Waterloo sparkling water. Mm. Black cherry flavor. Smooth, refreshing. Anyway, here's his his voice message. Hey guys, my name is David. I have been listening to your podcast for a little bit now. I will admit that I don't listen to your NBA episodes just because I'm not really into the NBA, but all your episodes regarding ministry have have been very interesting. Uh, Thank you for that. And yeah, I, I had a general just overarching question for your entire podcast. Being that you guys are always eating lunch, and a lot of the times they are packed by your wives, do they ever get competitive in any way? Or have you seen any sort of difference in the, in the types of food that they pack you or anything like that? I would, for me, I think it would affect me just because I, I know that other people know, you know, what I'm making for my spouse. So I don't know. I just, I was just curious about that. Yeah, uh, so David, um, thanks for your question. Um, you know, I don't think there is. No. I guess I've never asked them or no, asked really. my wife. Yeah. You know, if there was like jealousy or anything or even like competition between uh-huh. the two as uh, between like cooking. I don't know if it's like 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 as serious as a like competition, but I think it's kind of like, I think it's in a sense, it's almost that idea of refining each other. Of seeing like, oh, like this couple, they're doing this. Uh-huh. Like maybe, maybe I need to think about that. Like, I think when I see like other husbands do more for their wives uh-huh. i'm challenged to do more for oh, my wife yeah and i think if anything it might be that maybe mm-hmm. um maybe they're just so busy that you know it's just like hey just eat whatever you got you know <laughs> um you know but it, I, don't, I don't i don't think it's really a competition no yeah yeah i, I think, think so and honestly a lot of times we end up buying food and just yeah. so they're, they're not even i mean you know, you know they're they're both so busy you know there's so they're much busy. on their plate <laughs> So you know they they really have a lot in the, you know yeah yeah I should I, I should be more of a man and cook my own food <laughs> maybe so but um yeah no I think I think if anything at, at least if I were to take that and flip it kind of to the husband's point of view mm-hmm. I would say oh if I see a, like a husband do something for their wife that's that's really special mm-hmm. I would kind of sit back and say oh I should I should be upping my game mm-hmm. I should be loving my wife more like mm-hmm. I think for me my old my the big thing for me is I'm always um I I, I want um i think for me my biggest joy comes from when people see that my wife is loved 
Wow. I think that's the big thing. That's like cool. when, because when, I mean, I can love her in private and that's great. But I think when, when the public can see that she's loved, mm-hmm. then I think for me, that's so much joy because it's, it's like they understand and they know that she's good. Yeah. And that she's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm always really happy um, to brag about my wife, but I never yeah. tell her. <laughs> that's the thing it's like I would never say the, the wonderful things I say to other people to her own face I think we want her to get a big head we yeah, want her to get just a gotta make head. sure she stays humble yeah, you stay know? humble stay <laughs> humble stay grounded no but uh, David thank, for, thank you for your question uh, I hope that answered it um, but anyway so we're gonna continue on so kind of now we talked about how we got married, met our wives. Um, how did it affect your ministry? Like, were you single when mm-hmm. you were doing ministry? And then, you know, like, did you stay in ministry while in transition to marriage? Or how, how did that all work? Yeah, when I was in, um, so I actually got married before I uh, graduated from seminary. And while I was in seminary, and even before I came to seminary, I was doing uh, ministry work, either as like an intern or part-timer. And um, I think marriage does change it because first off, you no longer have the option of, hey, I'm gonna just go wherever I want. Uh, I think if I was single and I graduated seminary, I literally could've just gone anywhere. I could've gone back home, I could've gone to the East true. Coast, I could've like just picked a spot, wherever. But when it comes to marriage then, I have to consider where can we work together? Or, or how, can, how can we pray and, and, and intercede with God together and figure out where we should be? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's more of a joint decision uh, rather than just on your own, so that definitely changes things and kind of not necessarily. In some ways, you could say it kind of uh, hampers your your own abilities because you're you, you have to move together now. Mm-hmm. It's just not sure. on your own, doing whatever you want. Um, but part of the blessing of single. Yes, yeah, yeah, part of that definitely. To just have more freedom. Yeah, right more freedom, more time. Like I think definitely you can't, more autonomy. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Just go out and be out late, you mm-hmm. know, every night and mm-hmm. hang out with people and, and, and spend time with people. There has to be a point where you kind of have to put up a barrier and be like, hey, I can't commit this much time. Or even when thinking about like your days, like when I think about my weeks, I think, oh, I have to leave off some time for my wife. Mm-hmm. And you can't let other things get into that. Right. And I think that's hard. And, yeah. and even even when we talk about that too, I tell her about that and how I want to do that. Yeah. But she also wants to encourage me to, to get more involved in ministry, do more. Yeah. And that's helpful, I think. That's really good for us to balance that. Where where I can be pushing to spend time with her and she can be pushing me to spend more time in ministry and, and it helps me to know that she's okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I need to get more involved in ministry, then, then I, I do. And then she understands it and I try my best to spending so much time with her. So I think it does make it a little bit harder planning, scheduling, um, even even the thought of moving around, you know, and, and when I, I remember when I graduated seminary, I was thinking, oh, should I stay here or should I move? You know, mm-hmm. should, I, should I look for another position? Um, she was at her church. She was at our church that we're at right now for a long time, for many years. So she's kind of the one that's more established in the church. And for me, I'm that's kind true. of building my name now. Sure. So it's kind of like, oh, should we reset? Should we start over? And that was, you know, that was even a hard decision thinking about it together. So I think in that sense, it's very different from when you're single. Um, a little bit of a handicap in, in, in some senses. Um, but yeah, it definitely changes your ministry a lot, mm-hmm. the amount of time you can spend in it. For sure. Yeah, for me, um, I was, uh, let's see, I was dating, I was just going to, attending a church. Um, but then I started taking up this, I, I became a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. At the, ch- at the church, actually, I currently serve now as the EM pastor. But 
Um, I, for one year, I was a youth pastor there, and then I graduated seminary and mm-hmm. got married, and then we moved to California. And um, yeah, I mean, you how know, was, how how was that move? Yeah, you know, it was weird because both of us, you know, my wife was still in school. She was finishing her MDiv. And um, and so she was kind of like taking classes um, online and then like flying back for some conferences. And then there was one summer, the summer actually before we moved back to Dallas, um, she actually had to spend the summer here Mm -hmm. to take this one class. And so we were like apart for like almost three months, which was pretty crazy Um, and really difficult. (laughs) But... um, yeah, the move was, uh, you know, it was weird because uh, it really felt like, it was an interesting thing because it was like, at this point, we only had each other. You know, we didn't have any friends going mm-hmm. over there. I, I had my, my family lives over there, so that was good to have some family mm-hmm. support. But it felt like moving over there, to go, driving over to California together with all our stuff, really felt like, man, we only have each other. We can, we, uh-huh. Only we know each other's mm-hmm. suffering and, you know, fear and anxiousness mm-hmm. as we're making this move, you know, the, all the uncertainty. That's coming our way when we moved to California yeah. and stuff. So, um, but our time in California was so good together. It was a great time for us to grow in our marriage and our relationship and stuff. That first year of marriage was. My wife will tell you it was like really, really, really difficult. And I'll say it's like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> but she was like, no, it was so hard, you know, like. <laughs> but no, there, I mean, it was it was uh, definitely a time of growth for us. But it was definitely like birth pains kind of growth, not necessarily like just oh, I'm growing up like yeah, Mario ate a mushroom kind of growth, you know. So it was like poison mushroom, poison mushroom, poison mushroom, and then maybe a small mini mushroom, mm. and then a mushroom mushroom, <laughs> that kind of thing. So. Uh, but yeah, and, and how that changed ministry for me was, yeah, just like you said, it did take up some more time. There was a like specific time that needed to be um, allocated mm. to time with my wife. And uh, whereas that time might have gone to either basketball or spending time with other people. It was funny, like one of the, while we were in California, it was the first time I realized, I was like, oh, I have to go home. <laughs> like, I never had thought that yeah. because I was at a 24-hour fitness. I was like, yeah. I'm going to hoop all night. I feel so good. <laughs> like, I don't have work tomorrow. Like, and then I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like my wife's waiting for me at home with probably like dinner or something yeah. like wait, or she's like staying up waiting for me to get home so yeah. that we can sleep you know together like I was like oh shoot you know so that it was that kind of thing it was such a weird realization <laughs> knowing that like oh no my time now is not mine <laughs> at least not all of it anymore yeah, yeah. you know um, so and um, with ministry it did give me a you know like a big perspective um, of just um, more how how it gave insight into the struggles of married people and, and single people too. Mm-hmm. Like why that's so difficult, you know, like to be single sometimes for those, for people who want to get married, you know, yeah. um, it gave me some perspective on dating relationships, mm-hmm. you know, why dating is actually, um, important, like how you date is really important, yeah. you know, that you can't just do it the way the world does it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of things, um, that were opened up that I wish we, you know, we could probably pot a whole other thing about just dating yeah. relationships, right? But we won't get into that. But yeah, I just gave marriage, how it changed ministry for me was just like, it allowed me to be more relatable to people in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, but you know, the danger about that, I would say, is actually what we're going to go to in this next question is do you, I believe that there are some people yeah. out there and not necessarily just in Korean churches, but I want to say I see this a lot in Korean churches mm-hmm. is that they they prefer a married pastor yeah. over a single pastor. If, uh, maybe not youth pastors, but if they're talking about like a quote-unquote an adult pastor, uh, yeah. you know, um, they want somebody who's married, who has a family, or yeah. trying to start a family at the very least. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they want a certain age. Though none of those are actually biblical requirements to be a pastor necessarily, unless you take a certain view of mm-hmm. what um, 
is it Second Timothy, First Timothy? I forgot. Mm. One of those say um, about a one man. Uh, oh, sorry, one woman man. You one know? man woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a one woman man, which they sometimes think that that's a requirement that you mm. should have a wife. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people think, no, that's not a requirement. It's saying don't have many wives. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and uh, and so some people think that that's. Um, a kind of like a biblical mm. precedent for to have all your pastors be married. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's the case. Mm. And I think the biggest, uh, the, at least my argument always is Jesus wasn't married. <laughs> so is he unqualified to pastor your church? You know, like, is, he, is he not a pastor? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there, and, and we, we don't know a lot about like the personal lives of our, uh, of the apostles and stuff, the yeah. disciples who planted churches and everything like that. But we can tell that probably some of them stayed unmarried, uh-huh. you know, or, or, you know, whatever the case is. But, and so I think, that, the, I think that biblical precedent of you have to be married to be a pastor, I don't know, I don't think that, I think that kind of falls. I wonder what the other arguments are, if they're more academic people than me who have better arguments or have some other side that I'm not saying. But I'm just like, well, what about Jesus? <laughs> you know, like, come on, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, um, but I don't know, what about you? Do you believe that? Pastors are better equipped to do ministry if they're married. Well, I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. I think I think um, like just like we said, when you're single, you're able to do so much more, mm-hmm. you know. And even Paul talks about it, where in, in, in talking about his his own singlehood and how he's able to do and how it's how it's, how it's better. But then you know, some people they need to get married. You know, mm-hmm. Some people um, uh, that's just you know part of that life and. I think it, it doesn't necessarily equip you more for ministry. I think uh, different people need that for different reasons. Um, I think for me, I've grown a lot in my own disciplines being married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting married young, and then having a wife who's 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 older, who's more established. It pressured me to have to grow up faster. You know, I think mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself if I was still single, kind of taking my time doing a lot of things and. and Kind of choosing, picking and choosing what I wanted, but it's kind of. She helps to me to, to see that no, no, no. I need to be better. Uh-huh. I need to grow up more. I need to step up more. I need to, you know, whether it's um, suffering in the sense of having to work, you know, full time outside the church and then now now and part time in the church, but doing what I need to do to to be disciplined and provide and, and do all these things. And I don't think I would have learned that if I was single. Honestly, yeah. I think I would have probably gone into got into ministry full time somewhere wherever they'll hire me and just kinda learn and, and take it take it at my own pace. Yeah. And in that sense it helped me. But I don't think I don't think there's single people that aren't you know, like that. There's single people that are very disciplined. Yeah. You know, and, and they don't necessarily like my we have a lot of friends that are um uh, in, in ministry and, and some of them are single. Yeah. And they're they're great people. They're very disciplined. They love God. They're in the word and mm-hmm. um I don't think we would ever say that they're any less of a pastor than exactly. we are. Yeah. So I think it's definitely um, it's it's it has its time and it has its benefits, um, but it also you know it, it just like we've been talking about single being a single person doesn't necessarily make, disqualify you from being a pastor. Right. It doesn't make you any less of a pastor. Mm-hmm. It won't you know like you said. What about Jesus? You know? Yeah. What about Paul? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't. I, you know. I, but people. I think maybe an argument or a pushback that often comes towards um, a single pastor is like, well, you can't relate. 
Right. You can't yeah. relate to married people. So how could you know our problems? How could you know the our like how can you counsel me pastorally or even preach towards me when you yeah. don't even understand? Like how can you tell me to, you know, uh, love my wife as Christ yeah. loved and my wife to submit to me if you don't have a wife that submits to you and you know, you're not loving her as Christ? I, I, I think if anything like that scripture isn't necessarily that, oh, this will teach you what that is, but it's like that's that's that is what it is and this is an image of it, an example of it. Mm-hmm. If anything that's the point. The point to to that relationship between oh, Christ and the church. Exactly. You know, marriage is supposed to point to that. Not, it's not marriage is that. Yeah. It's supposed to point to it, there and and I think you can lo- know what what Christ's love for the church is without being married, exactly. without having that relationship. Exactly. And it's very possible. And if that's the case, then then a, a pastor should be going through everything in their life. Yeah. Like what? If you've never gone through cancer, how do you help someone with, that's going through there cancer? You, go. you know, it, it's there's so many situations, so many things happening. Like I. I ran into uh, certain things where I've seen uh, e- our own EM people lose their mothers or their fathers. Oh. And I have to go up to them and, and, and both my parents are alive. What do I, what do I say to them? I, I, I don't know what that feels like. You know, is that what I say? Mm-hmm. You know, I, or I'm not qualified to talk to you because I've never gone through it. Right. So I don't think that's, that's not the right reasoning for right. anything. Right. Uh, maybe somebody has other reasonings that might be valid. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think I've heard of anything... Valid enough. I think that that argument that you've mentioned is probably something that I've heard a lot of. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard just, that churches. Yeah. Like recently. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, it's crazy. It just it just doesn't make sense to me because then you gotta literally go through everything in order to be a pastor. Yeah. yeah. You have to go through all the hardships, all the terrible stuff. Yeah. You gotta be an anything. alcoholic at one point. Yeah. You put drugs at one point. You gotta get divorced at one point. You gotta get divorced at one point. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're you know? suicidal. Like, you have to go through everything if if you're if that's how qualification exactly. is. Exactly. You know. Right. Right. right, I think you, you can be qualified to love someone, to shepherd someone, and to lead someone. Yeah. Even without, like, you know, Paul says that it's a gift, right? Right, right? it's a gift, and, and and God has given those people to the church. He hasn't said, "Oh, I've given married people that are now qualified to have this gift right. in the church." Right. So exactly, you're, I think you're right on. Um, my, I guess, kind of our last question. Uh, one thing, and I think this is this is a conversation that I've never heard. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we may be breaking news. This podcast. Maybe the first time you might hear this conversation wow. on a public record. Wow. And fortunately, we are sponsored by Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, just joking. We're not sponsored by Waterloo. But if they want to sponsor Hopefully. us, if you hear us. I love Waterloo. <laughs> I won't drink LaCroix ever again. <laughs> <if> Waterloo. <laughs> Can sponsor us. Anyway. Um, but one thing I think maybe is somewhat unique to uh, Korean churches uh, is this. Is this... Um, if you will, a position, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see it, yeah. quote unquote, a position of a tamonim, mm-hmm. which is a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what exactly is that? And is that something your wife struggles with as you are pastoring your church? Um, your congregation? I guess yours is a little bit different. Really, cause, yeah. Because she's a children's she's, pastor. Yeah, she's a children's pastor at our church, so she's she's doing a lot with that. And, and if anything, the church knows her more as the children's pastor than my wife. <laughs> If anything, so, you're her husband, I'm right? Her, when I first came in, that was the thing. It was so weird. Like, everybody knew me. Uh-huh. I knew nobody. Yeah, it yeah. was the weirdest thing because everybody knew her. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're Christina's husband. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is weird. Like, it's such a reversal. I, you're I, the I, top one here. I literally, I literally, I remember I was going around telling people, like, it feels like I'm married to a celebrity. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, everybody knows you now. Or like, I remember one line I kept hearing was, oh, I've, I've seen your pictures. Oh. I've seen, I've seen you in the picture. Like, <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you and like some people, um, but like I remember I was going to what I was, I was a, a good friend of ours. He's he, he's a photographer and he does 
uh, wedding photography, you know, chintography. Oh, chintography, uh, shout C- out. C-H-N-T-O-G-R-P-H-Y, I think. A-A. I think A-Y. there's no O. I think there's you took no out all the oh, vowels. All the vowels. So, C- so spell chintography without the vowels. <laughs> spell chintography without the vowels. You can spell it exactly how it sounds. Yeah. On Instagram, he's there. Yeah. Uh, great photographer, but... Hopefully he can sponsor this podcast. Chintography. <laughs> chintography. Capturing your memory. <laughs> but he, he, he does wedding photography and uh, he asked me to be a second shooter one day, one day. And I remember I, I went into the elevator because we were going to the the, uh, the bride and, and, and kind of taking pictures of, of them getting ready and, and everything. One of the bridesmaids walks in. She looks at me, does a double take. And I'm just sitting there like instantly like, oh no, she knows me. Like oh. this is such an awkward feeling. Oh. But she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. We just took the elevator. We just went up. Didn't say anything. And I was just sitting there like, this girl knows me, but she hasn't said anything. This is really awkward. Uh-huh. Should I say something? Should I not say something? And it was just so weird. And then later, like, she talked to my wife, and, and my wife brought her over and introduced us. And I was just kind of like thinking, like, why didn't you just say something? It was, so, it was just so awkward. Now, but <laughs> awkward elevator rides. Anyways. Yes. That's being this humbling in this relationship. <laughs> But it's not. It's definitely different now. It's so yeah. funny. I never thought of it that way until now. It's you were this humble even in this situation a little bit. At least well, the I was. You I were. Was. You were. I'm not anymore. <laughs> no, nothing against humble names. Oh, you know, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was weird. But it's it's. I mean, it's a lot better now. And I think, um, I think, for us, we've actually had that conversation. This humble like, name. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what do you want me to do? And um, sh- I think we're on the same page where. I would love for her to do what, what, what she desires. Like right now, she wants to serve and she wants to love on these children. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I think that's great. And I think, I don't know, I totally support that. Um, but we both know that at some point, it's going to flip where I'm going to be in full-time ministry and she's going to be supporting me. Yeah. And I think we're both okay with that whenever that time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, we were even, um, I think we kind of saw it as God's timing will lead us to that when she gets pregnant. <laughs> and and that, that will kind of be like God's timing and moving sure, everything. Sure, sure. But um, I mean, it, it's we've had that conversation, which I think is so interesting, yeah. where Korean churches have this expectation that, that the Samanim or the pastor's wife should come in and do so much more. Yeah. They should be serving in all sorts of ways. They like they have to be involved in the ministry. They have to be here. They have to be there. They have to be at like, all these other services. and mm-hmm. It's kind of like they get called out if they don't. Yeah. And it's just so much pressure and so much of that. For where. Sure. In American churches, I think the, the pastor's wife is just another person. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's why I wish I knew a little better. If I'm thinking about my previous churches that I've been to that were not Korean, um, they, I don't think there was that same expectation mm. on um, the pastor's wife as there were. Though There was something. I think yeah. there was something. Or maybe it's just to be known as the pastor's wife, you mm, know, maybe. maybe. But the, not the expectation that, they sh- that she has a duty at the church, like uh, a position or uh, yeah. responsibilities at the church, other than being a member, yeah. you know, at that church, you know? Um, yeah, because I want to say, like, it's hard to define how many other than just pastor's wife, yeah. because there's almost like a list of duties, like yeah. a, this kind of like an unsaid, unwritten it is a role, list of title, duties, some yeah. sort of role or title, exact like position at the church that you, you, that you hold, and you kind of force into if you marry a yeah. pastor. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of... Um, I think girls out there who are reluctant to marry Korean dudes who are want to be pastors at a church because they're like, I don't want to be a homonym. Yeah. I don't want to be a yeah. pastor's wife. Um, I it's like, and all that entails, it's like, well, it shouldn't entail anything. I've, I've heard that from girls that were at seminary. Yeah. And That's I was so like, weird. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird thing, but it's there. And 
how do you know for me like and and my wife that was something I I, I really like I don't know how to handle it yeah like yeah. in a weird way like on one level I, I wanna like I do want um, my wife to have the freedom to serve in any capacity she wants to yeah. however much she wants yeah. to I would prefer her to just that her main role just be a member of the church mm-hmm. and as a member just living out that memory. yeah exactly just to just to serve as a member yeah you know because yeah. all of, we expect all our members to exactly. serve in exactly. some way shape or yeah. form you know um and she does go above and beyond you know the already but and i don't think that's because there's an expectation of us harmonium on her or at least she doesn't put that on expectation herself. on herself but at the same time uh, we some of our staff and mm. there might be some people in, yeah. in our congregation who kind of see her as a homonym and expect her to be a certain way mm. or act a certain way um, that I don't ever that I haven't put on her at all. Yeah. You know? And and the, the the trouble that it comes with that for me on just from my side uh, is that when do I step in? Yeah, yeah. How do you to, protect? Do her? I stop it? Yeah. Is it okay or like or you know what I mean? Like, do yeah. I do I confront people who are making her do things that she doesn't need to be yeah. doing? Or let her handle it, like mm-hmm. to just encourage her, just like, yeah. hey, you should be okay to say no. Yeah, you know, just tell her to do it. You know, yeah, um, yeah and that's the that's the balancing act that I've been yeah. trying to figure out lately. Just mm-hmm. even recently, that's yeah. been a balancing act. Um, I don't know what to do. Yeah, like I don't know if I should step in and say, hey, you know, no, my wife's about is pregnant. She's about to have a baby yeah. in about a month. Like, can we just lay off her yeah. for a while? Just let her be a member and serve in the ways that she does, or. Um, or just tell her again to be like, hey, just say no. Yeah. No matter what anybody asks you to do, just say no for now. You know, when the baby comes, we can recalibrate and yeah. think about again how, you, in what ways you're going to serve yeah. the church. But for now, just like take break. You know, yeah. whatever the case is. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I think it's an interesting situation for us because your your wife is um, born in Korea, came here, mm-hmm. so she has this understanding of Korean church. Yeah. My wife's been in the Korean church for yeah. her whole life, so mm-hmm. she has this understanding of the Korean church. So in a sense, they know. Yeah. They know. To some extent that there are these expectations yeah. and they know some of that mm-hmm. so then it's it's not like i don't think they're necessarily against doing it exactly but then it's at the same time is is we still have to be there and and, and protect them from from these expectations that aren't healthy yeah you know yeah well, if it's too much yeah exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. and yeah. i and it's it's really interesting in that perspective where they know and they, I mean, my wife almost feels bad sometimes if, if she doesn't, you know, she's like, I have to do these things. And oh. It's just kind of like, I, that, that, that's where I get hung <laughs> That's up. always the question, right? Yeah. But do you? Yeah. Like, you actually don't have to do yeah. it, right? But you just do it because yeah, you well, think, yeah. like, you're kind of like raised just, to do these yeah. things almost, You're just right? a good PK, yeah. you know? But yeah. I think it's, it, I think for me, like, one safeguard that I would definitely um, say is, is just have them talk, when they're talking to someone and someone tells them they want them to do something, just have them push it to, to me, you know. I would have my I would love my wife to just say, oh, like let me talk to my husband, or, or can you talk to my husband about it or something. Like just completely push it on me, put it put it all oh, on me, yeah, that's good, and, yeah. and and that way I can deal with it. Yeah, that's rather cool. than I think if, if a lot of times in in I don't know if American churches as much, but definitely in the Korean church, you, sometimes you can just get pinned. Oh yeah. you know, by someone, right? Someone's just there and they're just telling you, and you're by yourself. You have no one to turn to. You, yeah. you kind of have to make a decision on the spot. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like if you ask them for time to pray, it's not. You know, like, <laughs> give me some time. You know, it's not a good. You know, it's not a good thing. So. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely um, just tell my wife to do that. Hey, whatever it is, if they start asking you for too much, mm-hmm. just tell them that you'll tell me, or, or talk to me, or tell them to talk to me. Like just just pin it on me and then let me deal with it. Yeah, rather yeah. than you sure. having to handle that on your own. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for our wives and like yeah. how they handle that stuff at church. I, you know, like they both both our wives are PKs, yeah. they're pastors' kids, yeah. 
um, and they live away from their parents. Um, not, we don't go to their church or their parents' yeah. churches or anything. Um, and uh, just really grateful for how they've handled, at least for my wife, I guess I can only speak for yeah. my wife, but just how she's handled uh, those sorts of expectations that may or may not uh, inadvertently been placed on yeah. her. Um, and she, uh, it, it sinks too because she already has this problem of people pleasing and stuff uh, like too. So that kind of makes it hard for her to say no to stuff. But, um, but she's learning too and, and growing in that as well. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just super grateful for um, my wife and, yeah. you know, like. Mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, wow. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good conversation. I think there's so much more we could touch on. But, we uh, could, but I we're late. <laughs> Well, Ben and I are on our way back to the office. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed your lunch and our lunch and the conversation that we had. Uh, if you have any comments or questions about the conversation that we had, you can email us at ourlunchbreakpodcast at gmail.com or you can download the Anchor app. Uh, the Anchor app is where we are recording our podcast. Uh, there's a cool feature on there where you can leave uh, a voice message or a voicemail uh, for us so that we can listen to later and uh, we may, maybe we'll respond to it in a later episode. So please feel free to do that and uh, you're invited to lunch next week. So please join us next time uh, at our lunch break podcast. Hey, if you like the content that we are putting out, Please support us by going to anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast and click the support this podcast link to donate to this podcast. All proceeds would go directly to the podcast in order to deliver the highest quality content that we can produce. We would really appreciate your support as our listeners. So check it out at anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast.